Please, please copy these tapes, these texts, and send them everywhere. Introduction Dr. Percy Collett began his ministry among the Indians of Brazil in 1925 as a young missionary doctor. His wife is a Russian Jew whose entire family, except her father, perished in the Bolshevik Revolution. When I asked him where his home was, he told me that his mission headquarters was in Oklahoma, but his home was the jungle of Brazil. My testimony. Fasten your seatbelts. I will do my best to get you to heaven as quickly as possible tonight, because that's where we all want to go. I send you the best regards from this great country of Brazil, but even more, greetings from heaven. What we call the sky is 80 times the size of the earth. It's a planet. God is preparing this vast planet for all the redeemed to live with Him forever. A little look back. My mother was taken over by the Lord when I was only five years old. She is in heaven because I saw her up there. It was at that time that, as a little orphan of five, I saw my first angel. He came to my room and spoke to me. Later, when I was fourteen, on my grandfather's farm, an angel appeared to me, standing in front of my horses. He spoke to me thus, You are called by God to serve Him. You will go all over the world. I told my grandfather that I had seen an angel and he replied, My boy if it is so, from this day you are no longer under my authority, but under the authority of the Lord. From then on, I have lived constantly under the jurisdiction of God effectively, definitively and without question, led by the power of the living God. I later saw angels in the jungle, and even actually a great cloud of witnesses. At the end of my ministry, for seven years, I prayed in despair, O God, let me see your glory. What a request! For at last the Lord let me see His glory. This is how it happened, there were many of us gathered in prayer under a powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit, and we were suddenly all thrown to the ground under the hand of the living God. Some of us precious souls know what it is like to fall to the ground under the power of God. It is a great reality. God is powerful. The Bible said, He will fill you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and you know that when you have fire there is strength. In that meeting, where it pleased the Lord to answer my prayer, I found myself lying on the ground, and He sent an angel from heaven to let me see His glory. My dear brothers and sisters, there is something great in front of you, and I invite you to attach your hope to it. There is a country up there for you, and in comparison, you will find that this land was nothing at all. The most beautiful houses here below are nothing compared to the dwellings of these glorious and wonderful places. Indeed, Jesus said, There are many mansions in my Father's house, I'll prepare a place for you. Then I will come back and take you with me so that where I am, you will be there too. John 14, 2,3 is a long journey to heaven, I have made this journey. Six hours to get there, six hours to get back, at a fantastic pace. 80 times our land. That's 3 million kilometers of circumference. Beautiful trees, rivers, but what I especially want to tell you about tonight is the river of living water. It sinks from the throne throne of God. And God is about to open the floodgates of this immense torrent which will reach the earth with the power of the Most High. So the greatest explosion of all time will happen when it does. God has a plan, His plan is right on time, and I don't believe that we Christians will see the end of this century. When that thing happens, I don't want to be left down here to experience tribulation, I want to be gone, gone in this majestic rapture that the Bible announces, and I know we won't see death after that. I recognized many great men of God in heaven. I saw very dear pastors, and also the patriarchs, the apostles and the prophets and, more precious than anything, the Lord Jesus. I walked with Him in heaven, in heavenly wonderful places, I walked with Jesus. I met Job, the patriarch, he to whom God had asked, Where was you, Job, when I laid the foundations of the world? I saw Simeon, who had received the baby Jesus in his arms and said, Now, Lord, you let your servant go in peace, 
for my eyes have seen your salvation, further on, I saw the Apostle Paul, he who had been delighted to the third heaven. Heaven is a place all in gold, glorious, wonderful and so beautiful. So therefore, I had left the earth. I found myself separated from my body which was lying there in a total coma. The doctors came to examine him, blood was flowing in my veins, but my mental capacities were completely absent for six days. My soul had come out of my body. You have a soul, every human being has a soul because God, the Bible tells us, breathed into man's nostrils the breath of God, and he became a living soul. Your soul is exactly your personality, it has your expression, it acts, it speaks, it is exactly what you are. It is she who operates in you, she is also called the inner man. Paul says, if our outer man is destroyed, the inner man is renewed day by day. At that moment, I looked at my still body, prostrate in the presence of God. Then the angel of the Lord came. My own angel was by my side, he had been with me for seventy-nine years, not having returned to heaven since my birth. He was as excited as I was about going up there. You each have an angel watching over you, whether you know it or not, day and night to protect you. There the angel of the Lord came down. Does this sound strange to you? Let's read the Bible, the angel of the Lord appeared to Abraham in ancient times, and spoke to him and ate with him. What a great man of God was Abraham. I saw him and his wife Sarah and the Apostle Paul, spent five and a half days in heaven walking with Jesus. There are dances in the sky, they are superb, we dance on the sea of pure gold, transparent, like crystal, in front of the throne and for the glory of God. God loves to see His people dance. The sky is filled with music, countless instruments, known and unknown on earth, all play to sing the name of our God. Do you know that there is no time up there? There is no clock, there is no time. The glory of God fills everything and it is, out of time, a continuous feast of music, of joy and of glory given to God. How do the chosen ones look up there? Well, the blacks, the Chinese are magnificent. The French, the Russians, the Jews, all are beautiful in heaven, for all have become one people under the grace of Jesus, the Son of God. This is the miraculous reality, I lived five and a half days, earth days, in the presence of God's people in heaven. As my soul had left my body, it was rising. Imagine what she felt. And this is what will happen to you when you die, immediately your soul will begin its ascension towards the house of the Father. So, as we ascended, the two angels with me, we passed through a huge gap through the stars and the solar system, leaving behind us the sun, the moon, the stars, rising higher, higher, higher. We walked through and through space. After completely freeing ourselves from space, we saw further stars millions, all with their faces turned to the sky and singing to the glory of the Lord. Yes, all of these stars sang of the greatness and majesty of all creation of the living God. We continued our journey at an amazing speed. I will talk about the return trip later, because it was spectacular. At a certain moment, the angel of the Lord said to us, Here we are very near. Everyone, beloved, you will experience these things, when you leave this earth you will perform this prestigious. There, near the sky, there were thunders and lightning. Enormous thunders and immense lightning. Everywhere fire and clouds. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, which had accompanied Israel into the wilderness, were there, exactly there. The fire and almighty power of the Most High were there, right before us as we came to the glorious abode of the redeemed. Then we entered this spectacular enclosure which surrounded the sky. We left the earth a long way away, but after leaving it we encountered thick darkness the very place where the astronauts had, for a time, lost all possibility of communicating with the earth. This is where Satan dwells and where spiritual battles take place. It is a place of permanent conflict. This fight began when Lucifer wanted to be equal with God. He was thrown out of the sky and, since that day, 
the fighting has continued. But ultimately the angel of the Lord, in the last battle, will destroy the angels of the devil to the last. But we are going to the paternal home. It's supper time, the hour is approaching when we're going to leave for the heavenly homeland. It's supper time. It's the end now. These are the last messages brought to the earth, come home, enter through the door, for supper. We are going to leave. After passing through this spectacular barrage of fire, we found before us the magical gates of heaven. They opened wide to let us in. Thus, we were introduced into the first part of heaven, where are those who have been justified, saved, forgiven by believing in the blood of Jesus. The angel said to me, Here is heaven heaven, but that is not all. Heaven, as Sadhu Sundar Singh explains, is the place where those who have never heard of him, or who existed before his coming are educated about who Jesus is. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, said the angel, and speak in the language of God, according to the word, rivers of living water flow from your bosom. John 7, 38-39. Where does this living water come from? It flows from the throne of God. Directly from the throne of God flows the river of living water, and this is how you speak in tongues. This is the event that occurred on the day of Pentecost. God intervened and man received the glorious power of the living God as Jesus had announced, you will receive power, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And there were the second doors. Nothing, no nothing that you have seen on this earth can match the splendor of this majestic entrance to heaven. They opened and then we stood silent in awe of the brilliance of the majesty of the throne of God. There he was, the throne of the living God. Whichever side one stands before this throne, one cannot turn away from it, it is everywhere. God is God. And their God the Father was on his throne and Jesus was standing at his right hand. Come with me said the angel. I followed him and he indicated to me in the gold floor of the footprints. This is exactly where the Apostle Paul stood, here is the third heaven. Paul had been thrilled to the third heaven, and I was standing there with my feet set right in the footprints left by Paul. It is true. After that, we walked until we saw Abraham. I asked him, How long have you been here, Abraham? He replied, Oh. One day, maybe two. You know, a thousand years is a day with the Lord, so compared to millions and millions of years of eternity, the first millennia in the heavens only count as one day. Abraham stood up and spoke with me. Do you realize? I spoke with Abraham, who had received the angels and ate with them. Then I turned and saw Jesus Jesus. Walking in my direction and me walking towards him. From that moment on, I walked alongside him for five and a half days. Then, I saw my mother approach, she greeted me, hello. Percy, hello. Mom. I had had many, many visions of my mother. She came close to me and kissed me. She kissed me in the sky. Near her was Mary, the mother of Jesus. My mother invited me to dance, come dance with me Percy. However, I knew that she had never danced on earth. Because there was no way she was dancing, it was simply impossible that she even thought about it. His parents were genuine Baptist Christians. My mother was an artist, she had painted a beautiful painting on one of the walls of our big house, and my father had placed a cross there. Everywhere my father placed the cross so that it would never be forgotten. My father wanted me to be a doctor, my mother wanted me to be a missionary, so I fulfilled both of them. So there we danced, my mother and I, 3,000 kilometers from one end of the Crystal Sea to the other, and back. This is dance. This is dance. All this in four and a half minutes. This is really dance. Prepare to dance up there too. In the sky, the dances are magnificent. Afterwards, Jesus took me to the top of the city, the city takes shape in a perfect square. To go up, we took a celestial vehicle. Arrived at the top, I contemplated an extraordinary spectacle. Jesus then showed me my own home, 
1,500 kilometers below. I looked at the city, there was Elijah next to me. Elijah had been taken to heaven in a chariot of fire. In heaven, the means of transport are these magnificent chariots, the same as the one in which Elijah was taken. They are of a magnificent beauty. On top of the city I was there, Jesus standing by my side. There are many mansions in my father's house. John 14, 2, can you imagine the sight? On more than 500,000 kilometers, the houses more similar to palaces, are arranged in rows, in descent, all having the facade oriented towards the throne of God. There is a movement that ensures that, wherever you are, you always see the throne of God. So I began to visit, in these beautiful homes, some friends I had known here. The first I saw was Smith Wiggleworth. I had known him well because, years ago, I had accompanied him in one of his evangelistic campaigns. When he prayed for the sick, he did something that I never did because you can't copy another servant. Under the tent in California, there came a woman with a tumor between her shoulders. Smith took this tumor in his hands and said, Tumor, I order you out of here and she left. I had seen this with my own eyes. Further on, I saw the Apostle Paul in his house. All these beautiful occupied, inhabited homes. Their roof is not made of old red tiles, the Lord's mantle covers them. And on each one we can see stars, these represent the souls that each has won for the Lord. The top of these mansions was only a crown of glory. Jesus led me further and showed me an extraordinary thing, the crown that He will wear after coming to seek His church, because it is we who are going to crown Jesus. We will crown Him King of Kings and Lord of Lords at the great feast of the marriage of the Lamb. Do you want to attend the wedding feast of the Lamb? Of course you are invited. He made me enter the wedding hall and His banner over me as love says the word. I was in the banquet hall and He said to me, Have a piece of fruit Percy. As far as the eye can see there are tables, all laden with fruit, and there the lame, blind, poor, and afflicted who have been born again will be seated for the banquet with Jesus. When I took a fruit, immediately another replaced it. Oh! We will never have to wonder if there is enough for everyone. Heaven is a place of plenty. It is a beautiful and glorious country. Jesus showed me where the counsel of God met. Yes, everything is ordered in heaven. In God is order and not confusion. Jesus brought me to the side of the left hand of God, and that immense hand of the Holy God came down. Jesus said to me, get under it. I placed myself under it and sat down on love's seat. The seat of love. Since I experienced this, I can only love, love everyone. Then I sat down on the seat of knowledge, on that of administration, that of wisdom, all this under the holy hand of God. Jesus made me sit in each of the seats. How could I be the same? Never again. Then, leaving this sanctuary, Jesus brought me before the throne of God the Father. This is no small thing. 750 land kilometers from the base of the throne to below the throne. Under the throne, I have heard millions of voices praying, How long must we wait? Until, O oh Lord, we are avenged on our enemies. Jesus led me on the magnificent path which is before the throne. There, ascending and approaching the throne, I fell prostrate in the presence of God. I did not see His face, for only after the rapture would we be able to see His face, but I saw His feet. We are told that the earth is its footstool. He spoke to me and said, It is well, good and faithful servant. What message? God spoke to me in heaven. As He spoke to the prophets in ancient times, likewise, I heard His voice. Afterwards, I went down from before His throne, then Jesus said to me, Now, I want to take you across the river of water of life. The river of living water is a river 300 kilometers wide, it flows from under the throne before the altar of the living God. It flows to the limit of the sky, where is the superb, immense door which holds it back. One day, God will touch this door with His foot and push it open. 
He's about to open this gigantic lock and when he does, there will be an explosion, the great explosion. The Spirit of God will penetrate to the hidden depths. And the devil will be driven out of his place. As I crossed this great river with Jesus, he stretched out his hand and plucked a fruit from the tree, the one that bears twelve kinds of fruit each year. He gave it to me and I ate it, I'll never be the same again. After reaching the shore, he brought me to the fire burning on the altar. What a fire! I will tell you how the incense ascends to the throne. All the time, a little water from the river is gushing on the altar and this causes a dazzling vapor to rise above the altar. That's exactly what's going on, and the incense in that cloud goes up to the Father. Jesus, in this place, seized a hot coal with his hand and placed it on the tongue of my soul, how could I still be the same? Never again. I am here only for one purpose, to carry this message to the earth. What did Jesus show me again? Wisdom, holiness, I had seen enough now to begin to understand. He made me approach a huge window and said. I will let you know what eternity is. I give you eyes that will allow you to see millions of miles away. No limit, no measure or end with God. Jesus said, this is where my Father and I come from. Not my Father, but my Father and I, from eternity. Jesus, please explain to me what is still beyond. Other creations, countless other creations. We have come here to create this wonderful new heaven, to build this new planet, for you, a place where all the redeemed, reunited, will live in the presence of their God. Then he and I kept walking and reached what he told me to be the sea of forgotten. You have heard of this in your Bible. There is a place, as huge as the city of San Luis, where everything is recorded. There are numbered the hairs of our head as Jesus said, literally every hair on every head is counted by God. And, more importantly, the words of our entire life are recorded there when we speak them. Any voice that expresses itself, everything is inscribed. Believe it. And when the day of God's great judgment comes up there in heaven, that great memory will be cast to the bottom of the sea, and neither God nor anyone will ever remember it again. The sea of oblivion, hallelujah! Who wants to go to heaven here? Raise your hand. Magnificent! Jesus continued to show me all of heaven and all that it contains. Do you want to see where the wonderful dresses are prepared for the day of the great wedding feast? Where are these clothes made? It is there, as far as the eye can see angels busy with needlework. Oh! You're going to wear very beautiful dresses, my sisters. Let me tell you one thing, it's worth paying the price to be able to wear these beautiful clothes. It is the most wonderful work of fine embroidery I have ever seen. Entirely made by the hand of angels. These are real clothes, and they will look great on everyone. We will be beautifully prepared. Of course, the Holy Spirit is our spiritual adornment, but also we will be clothed with this fine linen, right and pure. The Council of God was assembled, Jesus brought me there. Percy, you will be ordered now. To be ordained, in heaven, he made me sit in the center of all those who were there. Archangels stood all around. There were these wonderful prophets all around me, there was Elijah, etc. I was sitting right in the middle, carried by the Holy Spirit himself. He really is a person. I talked with him. In this place, Jesus gave me exactly 100. Instructions for bringing them to earth. I learned where Cain had found his wife. I discovered that these instructions happened to be the answers to all that remained of the puzzles for the human race. I knew all this while sitting in the seat of wisdom. Put all your hands on Percy, said the Lord. Hands came from all sides and rested on me, there were those of Paul, those of Abraham, those of Elijah, and finally Jesus placed his on my forehead. You are going to go back to earth, do I have to go back there? Yes, you will return to bring this message. At the same time, my appearance and my soul became a body and I could see my real hands, my real body. Jesus spoke to me again, 
When you come back, it will be with your body. Immediately a marvelous concert of celestial instruments broke out and suddenly I saw myself standing in the attitude of a soldier. Jesus said, you are leaving now. Endure suffering like a valiant soldier. At that moment began an unforgettable goodbye scene. There is so much to tell. Earlier, I was in my room and I was to come in this room to speak at 7.30 p.m. but, in my room, there were angels, they were talking to me, I was so good. I didn't want to leave my room. So then, all up there began to say goodbye to me, the angels, all the patriarchs, all the precious personalities of the kingdom of heaven bade me farewell, wishing me peace, all together before the throne of God. My mother, among them, greeted me, and also the archangels. Heaven is a glorious place, of unimaginable, indescribable glory. Everything is there, so great, so majestic. So I was going through the magnificent gates, the angel of the Lord and my angel were with me, I remained to contemplate this great white throne shining with light, the top of which is multicolored, the seven colors of rainbow. How great is our God and how great is His name. We started to descend. Extraordinary. Along the way, we met the souls who came to heaven. We stopped to talk to some of them. There was a man to whom we asked, what was your activity on earth? I was the only Christian in my whole town, a very beautiful, wealthy town. Oh! If you get off, go tell those people you saw me. He gave me his name. Continuing on the way back, we also met the souls who were making their six-hour journey from earth to heaven. They went up individually, not all together, but one after the other, as the believers died in faith in the Lord Jesus. So, for example, we saw two young girls, one had black hair, the other had red hair. We paused, young girls, how come you already ascended to heaven, so young? Our bodies were killed in an accident on a freeway in California. We were both filled with the Holy Spirit and are so happy to ascend to God. Oh! Tell our mother not to cry anymore, because she cries without being able to stop. Every day news reaches heaven of what is happening on earth, and every time a soul is one to the Lord, the bells of heaven begin to ring. And it is the wisdom of God that teaches us to win souls. We came back to earth. I came back to my body, and be sure that I have a perfectly healthy body. I am now 82 years old. We went to a church in Southern California the next day and I was talking about these two young girls I had seen. In the middle of the meeting, a lady got up and started to jump. These are my two daughters. These are my two daughters. You have seen them. Alleluia. Tomorrow we will bury them. Now, the song of Zion will be sung at the ceremony. This is the consolation, these words had consoled this mother. Comfort one another with these words. The Comforter is the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when the Comforter comes, He will lead you into all truth. Oh! Wonderful Holy Spirit! No man can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. And we can already speak the language of God. What language do we speak in the sky? I spoke the heavenly language and understood exactly the meaning of my words. Up there, it is not English, French or German that is spoken. You speak the language of God and you can learn it now down here. You got the school for it right here. Alleluia! How do we learn it? You kneel before the Lord and let the words spring from your bosom, this is how you learn to speak the languages spoken in heaven. It is the perfect reality. Spread the message because Jesus said, this gospel is to be proclaimed to the ends of the earth. In heaven, we can continue to learn, there is a whole teaching to be received, thus, those who have never been able to speak in tongues here below will know how to do it up there. But seek this grace without delay, speak the language of God already now. I spoke with archangels in the service of Jesus, having under their leadership more than 40,000 celestial beings applied to the construction of houses. They do a perfect job. 
God said, a diamond must be placed there and immediately a beautiful heavenly hand places the diamond where it should be. We stood at the top, overlooking the city, it is drawn in a perfect square. We gazed into rows and rows of lavish mansions, as far as the eye could see. There are some under construction and many more to be built. I saw the Tasmaha in India, I saw several of the prestigious constructions of this land, none can be compared to the wonderful dwellings that Jesus prepares for us. In heaven, a great place is given to children for the kingdom of heaven is for those who are like them. God will never exclude a child, regardless of the sins surrounding his birth, for there is redemption for them. And whoever the mother is, whatever she may have done or suffered, life is life. A stillborn life is a life. An aborted life is a life. So I'm going to tell you now about the little children in the sky, it's so beautiful. God brings them back to life and gives them the stature of children between 8 and 9 years old, they are magnificent. Yes, little children they ascend to heaven. Remember what Jesus said, Suffer little children to come to me, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. He said to one, Come closer. He calls him by his name, because those who do not have one from Jesus, the child approaches and sits on Jesus' knees. Once the child is conceived, his life cannot be killed, it ascends directly to heaven. The life that has started does not end, for God is its giver. All aborted babies are in heaven. They were there with Jesus, oh, that was wonderful. He began to call them, the Holy Spirit carried them and I was there, ready to welcome them on my knees, and there came one, two, three, until there was no more room. Little children filled with love. Heaven is full of children, heaven is full of love. Here is a touching detail about little black children. It was my vocation to bring the gospel to a people of color and I love them. Up there I was in the presence of these little ones, I called too. Get closer. And they came with a smile on their face, oh. Such a beautiful smile. Looking at them, I was delighted to be in heaven. You take a little black child, he's got such tenderness, he's so filled with love. He comes into your arms, he knows exactly what love is because he holds it from the earliest times. You don't have to search for words, he speaks to you with his eyes. I could talk to Indians with my eyes, I had learned that. They talk about the look more than us, and we can understand them. It is a gift they received from God. As I was in the sky with one of those dark-skinned little children who looked at me with his beautiful eyes, he spoke to me. Do you know what he's telling me? I love you I love you. Oh! You will experience the same thing when you go up there. Throughout eternity you will have time to enjoy their presence. Jesus loves them, he takes them in his arms, it's wonderful, and when you hear them sing, they sing in heavenly tongues, and all in unity, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, the Almighty. Please, please copy these tapes, these texts, and send them everywhere. Oh! Do it because it wins souls for God because it is real, heaven. Some time ago, an atheist was talking to me in Florida and said to me, I'm an atheist. I didn't think it could exist. He said, you know, when you die you get put in the dirt, it's all over and there's nothing left standing in this story of eternal life. I answered him then, suppose, sir, that after your death, you suddenly found yourself awake, and in torment, you take a terrible risk. He took a few steps, turned around, and I shouted to him, remember what I told you. He returned half an hour later, I have thought about what you have told me. You say you went to heaven? Yes, I went to heaven. He added, you are known to be a trustworthy man, it's true, and where I live, everyone knows it, do you really claim to have been in heaven? Did you go there? He turned the question around, I had started to push him seriously. I insisted, you are taking too great a risk, rather prepare yourself for the day when you will arrive on the other side. I was told about him a few days ago. After this conversation he was converted and he is now filled with the Holy Spirit. It is all there, 
whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Let's take every opportunity to hell with it. Let's talk about Jesus. I win souls just by the contacts I have in my travels, just by talking about Jesus. You all have a great ministry there with those around you. Jesus recommends, tell them not to pass up opportunities to talk about me everywhere they go. As much as you can, talk about me, I will talk about you. Jesus does. I met a young man who did this and he was a great soul winner, and for that reason he has a home in heaven. Do not judge the ministries, nor the people we do not have the right, under any pretext. The judge is God. In heaven, the judgment seat is the most sacred, honest, sturdy seat of righteousness ever. Let's go back to those with whom I spoke in heaven. A Catholic once asked me, have you spoken with the Queen of Heaven? I spoke with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Because of this, I was invited to go to Rome to see the Pope, I am invited to bring him this message. Because every human being thinks about these things and reflects on them. A religious leader from India came to me to talk to him from heaven. You see the reality, every man seeks to be informed about the hereafter. Because he knows there is life after death. This Hindu priest said, I know there is another life, but we become either a bird, or a horse, or a cow. He listened to me speak for a moment and I said. Listen to me carefully. I am not a bird, I am not descended from the monkey, but I can tell you one thing, I have been in heaven, friend, all of this is real. You have a soul and your soul will go to heaven if you meet Jesus Christ here below as your Savior. However, he was not firmly assured in his religion and then said to me, if your prayers have such power, then pray for me. He lowered his head, and I took the opportunity. He had no idea what was going to happen to him. I took his neck in my hands, began to shake off his head all the birds, the snakes, all the cattle, when I had finished, I looked at him, he seemed to have changed his mind. What is happening to me? I'm all shaking, that's the power of God in you. You can be born again. Carry on, do it again, I feel so good. So I continued to pray when, finally, he said, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, by then I had won the game. When he began to speak the name of the Lord, the fight was over. He accepted Jesus. This man, who later believed to become a bird or a cow, had realized that he had another life beyond. He became a friend of mine because I had precisely communicated my own faith in his life. We are ordered to command with authority, we must use the word of command to demolish the thoughts of the devil, thoughts that he has built up in the minds of men. Let's do it, destroy the reasoning and everything that he has built in the thoughts of the people. Let's fight, because the devil is real. Back to heaven. So I was talking with those who, along with Jesus, do the work of building heavenly dwellings. How beautiful! I saw the plans. There are plans. My son is an entrepreneur, he built a lot for the mission, it's his job. But no relation to what we can see on this earth and the works that are raised up there, Jesus is preparing these things for you. In heaven, absolutely everything rests in the hands of God, it is thus, it is established. No one will add anything to it. No one will come to control the construction, or to ask for anything, ever. God said it's free. What is most wonderful in this context is your right to enter the palaces of heaven, he was paid for by Jesus on Calvary. As his blood flowed on the cross, Jesus was paying for you and for me. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten Son so that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. This is the price God paid. It took the Son of God to be hanged on the cross, and he was crucified, his blood shed and he fell to the earth. This was the price for your sins, but also the price for your beautiful homes in the world. Sky. Everything is accomplished. Everything is in order. The most magnificent dwelling you could dream of is yours up there, and it's offered to you, you can occupy just by serving God down here. It's free, it's the law of heaven, heaven is beauty. 
I heard the voice of God the Father. As He spoke to the patriarchs. He spoke to myself in the same way. I know where I live, I know exactly where my life is, I live with God, with Him day and night. So I heard when God was giving His instructions. I want 45 more houses in this location. Jesus replied, Yes, Father, you will have them. 45 more houses because as many souls seizing salvation, as many new homes are built up there. God orders and the construction begins instantly. Jesus is the great architect. God is the creator of the heavens. Jesus, as architect, foresees the most perfect harmony in the arrangement of our heavenly dwellings. Was it not He who said, There are many mansions in my Father's house, I will prepare a place for you. He Himself presides over the development of the work, He is the best of all architects. On the roads of Galilee He said, The birds of the sky have nests, the foxes have dens, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay His head. Her life had started in a stable. He suffered with the poor, the homeless, with those who had nothing of their own. You may not have a dime and yet be the owner of the prettiest house near God. Just come to Jesus. Recognize in Him your Savior. Let your heart be purified by His blood. This is all the price that is asked of you. Isn't that easy? That's wonderful. Glory to God. And then I saw the slain lamb, what does the slain lamb represent? It is a replica of Jesus, on each of His feet there was blood. The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. John the Baptist made this declaration, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's Him? It's Jesus. As I was talking with people who were there, among them was my mother, with Mary the mother of Jesus, and who admired the spectacle of what Jesus was doing, my mother said to me. Isn't that beautiful? I'm so happy to be here Percy. She didn't know I would have to go back. After three days, she understood it, and as I asked her, Mom, don't you want to come with me on my return? She replied, No, 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 I would never want to go back to this terrible place. No matter how hard I tried to convince one or the other, I insisted, no one wanted to come back with me. But I have come back to bring this message to the earth. Only I know where I'm going. I will go to heaven again because God promised it to me, and it is enough for me to have heard the voice of God, for He always speaks the truth. The Word of God is our assurance. Let us return to constructions. What is under these houses? How are the foundations made? This is the most spectacular point, they stand by the power of the Lord. In this world, you have to dig to the heart, lay a solid foundation, do excellent leveling. It is absolutely essential. Up there, God is the founder, and He holds everything perfectly upright in His hand. Then I saw what was under His feet. I am really talking about what is under His feet because I have seen Him. I looked there for a moment and that was enough for me. There was a bottomless abyss, and Satan is going to be thrown into it. It's horrible. You must know that there is the abyss. But there is also the judgment seat, the judgment seat of God. The only way to be sure of having to appear before this throne is to have deliberately rejected God in our life. Having rejected it completely is the only way to get there. There is no sin too great that God cannot forgive, not too great a sin. The murder? Murderers have been forgiven by God. Can you imagine it? Yes it's possible. There was Shaw Shaw in Colombia, a man who went by the ways, sowing death and accomplishing his crimes. While in the military his daughters and sisters had been raped, and it was because of this that he had become an outlaw. I spoke to Shaw Shaw in the mountains. He had come down to the place of the mission with weapons to steal the stocks of equipment and medicines. God gave me a word of wisdom and I said to him, Shaw Shaw, I want to take care of your children, I give you some medicine so that they don't get malaria. He thought for a moment, then, putting down his rifle, he replied, that's good. He was about to kill me. You know, I had a funny time. But instead he asked me to follow him into the rocks, even in his cave. 
I was there among the bandits, and he made me give an offering. It's really not a common thing for bandits to circle around and collect money to give me money. This is the fun side of it, but since that day I have seen a lot of these bandits convert. Then one day, in Bogota, a Colombian soldier saw Shaw Shaw, recognized him and shot him. The Catholic Church gave him a great burial, it was their method of discovering his accomplices. And that's what happened, several were arrested that day. But God does not distinguish between people, and I have seen many of his old friends in heaven. Converted bandits, born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. They were in heaven. So if God can save criminals and make them ready for heaven, there is nothing he cannot accomplish, nothing that God cannot do. Alleluia. I was walking on an esplanade 600 to 700 kilometers long, in front of the throne of God. I was standing there walking next to Jesus. In heaven, we walk as much as we want, meeting those we have loved on earth. Everyone speaks, hello, how are you? What a joy to see you Percy. You are in heaven with us, God bless you. What happiness. How happy we are that you are here. You will spend wonderful hours up there, meeting everyone you have known down there, it is the most wonderful homecoming imaginable. And this time, I was only gone with my soul. What will it be when we get up there with our glorified bodies? During the rapture, we will be millions arriving at the Father's house to stay there forever. Dr. Collett Percy, Panasic, France, 1990